0: Institute for Faith and Freedom at Grove City College presents Liberty Mail with the
1: student fellows of Faith and Freedom. Welcome to Liberty Mail with Aaron Jenks.
0: And Grace Riley.
1: Oh, that's good. We got Grace coming on to the year. New, uh, New addition, Libby graduated, and so we're excited about 2022 and this fall semester at Grove City College working for the Institute for Faith and Freedom. We have a lot of new things coming up, and just starting off with the Institute for Faith and Freedom, we have an upcoming event. The title of the event is Critical Race Theory and Biblical Unity. We have a special guest speaker, uh, Monique Desan, coming. She will be talking on a panel discussion with Dr. Paul Kangor and Dr. Carl Truman. And during this whole thing, they're going to be getting to the root discussion of why CRT is not the answer right now in a uh, Christian-informed world and and getting into why that shouldn't be used in the church, nor should it be used in education. And so I wanted to give you guys a little update about Monique Dussan is a uh, racial unity advocate and co-founder of the center for biblical unity she has a background in social services and children ministries she has worked with a diver- diverse array of underserved communities she's worked as missionary in south africa for four years and serving teachers and uh, children that were impacted by drugs violence and lots of trauma situations over there uh, she spent two decades advocating for critical race theory but now she has since uh, recanted those views, and through a series of events and personal events that I'm sure she'll uh, give light to during this discussion, she began to see clearly her website says that uh, there's contradictions of CRT within a historic Christian worldview and uh, her current worldview. And so now she actively speaks against the use of CRT within the church and within uh, education. So we're very excited to have Monique Dusan come to Grove City Campus. This is uh, coming up September 27th. And it'll for Grove City, Canada, or Grove City students and for anyone in the local community, it'll be in Kettler Auditorium.
0: Yeah, and I think that that will be a really interesting event, and it will be really interesting to hear her perspective as coming from someone who was kind of a woke av- advocate before and was in support of CRT, but she did kind of change her mind, and now she's supporting the fact that it doesn't co- it doesn't coexist well with biblical beliefs and with her Christian worldview. So I think here at Grove City College, it'll be a really good discussion with Dr. Kengor's expertise as well, with Marxism and other things, as well as Dr. Carl Truman's expertise. And I think it will be a really... Interesting and important discussion with everything going on in the news now with CRT Mm. and just how prevalent that's become in American education, because we're seeing it all over the country now. CRT is in a lot of universities. So I think having the conversation about it, what it is, and trying to break down and understand why it doesn't necessarily align with a Christian worldview is really important.
1: Mm -hmm. And what a great uh, opportunity for Grove City to tackle uh, good conversations and hard topics. And so we have a classically, uh, an example of a classic liberal college where we will not shun away from certain ideas. And then who better than an ex-advocate to come in who understands it probably more than anyone right now
0: Absolutely. Uh, on Grove
1: City campus and then give light to why, what is hurtful about it and how it is not the avenue to take.
0: Yeah, and she has a lot of great points and I think she's gonna be really wonderful to have on campus and speak on this topic.
1: Mm-hmm. And so now switching away from that event, Obviously, we have Grace Riley is, is new to the podcast, and we're very excited, uh, the Institute for Faith and Freedom, to have her here. And myself, Just uh, we have perfect filler from from Libby Krieger that was previously on, and we're excited about the whole year because we're going to switch things up a little bit. It's not going to be uh, typical wins of the week. It's going to be less kind of news, and we want it to be more Uh, We want listeners to come away from this discussion uh, thinking, almost like scratching your head.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we are going to miss Libby a lot, but I'm very thankful to be here and very excited to be joining Mm. you, Aaron, on this podcast going forward. And we definitely are going to have a lot of really exciting episodes on a lot of interesting topics coming up. We're excited to break down some things that conservatives aren't really talking about that Mm. they should be talking about. And we're excited to dive into more educational topics and provide some conservative Christian and analysis on those so we're really excited about a great new season of Liberty Mail and a lot of really cool things to look forward to. yeah
1: we all ultimately believe that we're going to sharpen the conservative stance in the public eye mm-hmm. And uh, even going a step further I know I always use this uh, example is that I, w- I want my either moderate friends or liberal friends to be able to listen to this conversation and be like, wow okay well how do I rethink my position and, and okay you do make a lot of good points and let's just have an open dialogue on um, political issues, cultural issues, and it comes to it, why our faith is informing these.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important to that break that down and talk about, well, why, what does our faith defend? Why, why is our faith in the center of these political issues? And why are we conservative? And what does it mean to be conservative, especially nowadays when it seems there's so much confusion about that, not only in the current political sphere, but just among conservatives in general. So we really do have the goal of breaking that down and, yeah, sharpening the conservative mind and talking a lot about the heart of conservatism and how that relates to the very real issues and things that are going on every day in current events.
1: Mm -hmm. And I don't think we'd uh, be doing you, the viewer or listener, any justice without, uh, before starting any episode, without uh, diving into who Grace and myself are a little bit and just uh, kind of warming you up to what we did this summer maybe. And then, so please, Grace, if you can tell us a little about yourself and how this podcast is going to be used to in your uh, experience and how what you've done in the past has led to now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I started in politics a few years ago back in high school. Um, I was very interested in just current events and what was going on in our country. And I had always, I, I joke when I was younger, I'd always liked sitting at the adult table when I was a kid. I always liked talking about important things, even when I didn't really understand what they meant necessarily. But growing up and diving into some of these important topics and real issues Americans um, and people face every day, Diving into those has really made me interested in speaking out about politics and really diving into the why I believe what I believe as a Christian and as a conservative. So through that, I decided to start my own social media page um, about conservatism called Conservative Grace. And through that, I worked for about a year for Young Americans Against Socialism, advocating for why socialism is not the right choice and why young people shouldn't support it. And from there, I've done some work in political marketing and worked with Turning Point USA. But I'm so excited to now be working with the Institute for Faith and Freedom as a fellow. And I'm really excited to just dive into the core of faith and of freedom and how that relates to everything going on today. So I'm, I'm really excited about everything to come with this podcast. And over the summer, I was fortunate to work for Arsenal Media Group, where I did political marketing and consulting and did some influencer marketing And I'm really excited to see what's going to come out of the podcast.
1: Yeah, and that was an internship position, correct, this past summer? It was, yes. So,
0: yeah, I was working with them. Um, It was full-time, so that was really great, and I learned a lot just about, you know, the inside of conservative politics, what that looks like, and was able to, with my time at Arsenal, work with some pretty cool people, whether it be some congressmen, some other influencers in the conservative movement, and people that speak out pretty actively. So it was a really great experience for me as a student. Mm
1: -hmm. And then even on top of being involved with the Institute for Faith and Freedom here at Grove City, you are involved with a number of organizations, president, correct, of... um,
0: Young Women for America, yeah. There so, we go, yeah. Yeah, so currently I serve as the president for Young Women for America here at Grove City College mm. and just got back from D.C. that we had a great leadership training for that. And also I serve as a Turning Point US a ambassador right now. Yeah,
1: Grace, you're perfectly tapped in to <laughs> multiple <laughs> streams of the conservative movement, and I think you're perfect to fill in. And uh, we already have had multiple conversations about topics that we believe in, and then uh, give some pushback maybe some areas, but we'll see throughout the yeah, year. It'll, it'll be it'll fun. Yeah, it'll be
0: interesting. But yeah, and thank you so much. But Aaron, you've been up to so much this summer as well. You were in D.C. Mm-hmm, Tell mm-hmm. us a bit about that.
1: Yeah, so working in Washington D.C. for an internship, and I worked for the Conservative Partnership Institute. It was great. Uh, opportunity, lots of networking, and, and almost more of the uh, kind of TV or or Hollywood intern position where it was filling fridges and mm-hmm. uh, setting up luncheons, but it was a lot of initiative. So taking that initiative in D.C. and I met with so many great people, networking yeah. constantly throughout the summer, and just uh, talking to really good uh, Christians especially, actually. That was the number one thing. So I would say like the first month of working in D.C., I was kind of turned off to the place. The culture is a little bit... Uh, almost pretty accurate to what the media almost states it or what you hear growing up of like DC being a swamp and almost this culture of uh, a college frat life. And, but I was so surprised after the first like month or two, once I got really tapped in to, okay, wow, there are really strong Christian circles. Um, even alumni that went to small conservative or small Christian schools, there's a ton of them in, in uh, Washington, DC from either Hillsdale, Liberty, and then Gross City too. And so plugging into those resources and alumni bases in D.C. was fantastic. And uh, I definitely learned a little bit about how coalitions are built in D.C. and just the the nuts and bolts of, uh, of how, how they always like to say, how how is the sausage made in D.C.? Mm-hmm. right? And so there's this policy aspect that, that I want to get into. And uh, hopefully we'll be going back to D.C. Um, God has opened a lot of doors, and I feel very blessed to have some wonderful people either wanting to be a mentor or uh, just – being welcome, and opening to me, myself in D.C. So it was a great experience, and uh, or CPI was a, was a great uh, organization to get plugged into. And for anyone that doesn't know this, that CPI has a Grove City alum, Rachel Bavard. She is the, I want to get this right, head uh, policy director of, of CPI, and she used to TA for Dr. Paul Kangor. So how cool is that, that Grove City is getting uh, tapped into D.C. and spreading the thick roots?
0: Absolutely. And even from just being there, there are quite a few Grove City alumni that are involved in other conservative Christian uh, organizations there. Annabelle Rutledge is in charge of Young Women for America, where I was just in D.C., and she ran the whole event. So she's a graduate of Grove City 2017. So there certainly are a lot of conservative Christians in D.C. But I would ask you after being there. So what are your thoughts on conservatism today? And how prevalent Christianity is in that? Because you were just in the middle mm-hmm. of D.C. Uh, with a lot of kind of seeing conservatism on the inside and seeing how things ran there. You mentioned that there was a pretty good community of Christians there, but how do you think those two things are um, going right now?
1: No, it's, it's a great kind of almost phenomenon to think about, and I always get a little bit nerdy in my like uh, po- political science brains. like, okay, how can we study these people? But from my perspective and, and the groups that I got tapped into, uh, these, these pretty strong Christian uh, groups in Washington, D.C. that are working. The belief a lot of the times when you're working within policy or just working in D.C., uh, whatever type of government work or uh, think tank work, is that, okay, I'm, I am here to make a change. Um, whether that's going to extend to personal interactions every day or my actual work, like what, are, what uh, project are we going to work on, you can see it in a number of different ways. So e- even when uh, these groups or a lot of people in D.C. are, are working on policy that doesn't have a lot to do at the base level with any type of faith, it, it informs every interaction they have in D.C. So it's really encouraging to see individuals who um, they, they just love on their neighbors, no matter, they, they understand that it has been so uh, politicized, Washington, D.C., that, okay, now you're either conservative or progressive, and that's a huge thing is that you don't use other terms. like it, It's purely just you're either conservative or progressive. And so within those work camps, uh, a lot of Christian individuals are are just loving on their neighbor, even if they're progressive, and it it almost taking the high ground, or or um, sort of speak, yeah, take the high ground in, in arguments or policy works, but it it doesn't take away any of their uh, grit or hard work that they they'll they'll put it to someone who who is working on the opposite end of the spectrum too. But it's a solid work. Um, do you see it? Kind of in your experience, too, with how conservatism is kind of thought about in the public eye versus how people in D.C. handle what conservatism is?
0: Yeah, I think that that's a great point you were mentioning, too, that we are all called to love each other uh, no matter what the political leaning may be. But, yeah, I would say in my experience, there certainly are plenty. It's a big tent, as we've talked about on this show before. um, It is a very big tent where there are conservatives that are Christian or not, religious Mm. or not. So I think that is a really important thing to understand. But one of the things that we agree upon here is that our faith is the reason that we're conservative and they really do go together. So I think that focusing on that foundation is really important in ultimately breaking down what conservatism really is, and the why behind that, and the why behind a lot of the policies that we stand for. So I think it is a bit harder to um, fully, I, I guess, get behind mm. that ideology without that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely hard, as you said, it's big tent, so it's hard to speak to every individual mm-hmm. group of what conservatism is. But again, from my perspective, and and the people that I've talked to, that is the the Christian informed uh, conservatism. And e- even myself, when I think about kind of, okay, what is conservatism? We're going to kind of get to the uh, the nails and the bolts down here uh, throughout the coming weeks. But I always think about it is that conservatism has the best understanding of human nature. And, and so now my Christian human understanding or my Christian understanding of human nature is that we're broken. And a lot of times that's going to lead to uh, sin in, in all types of areas in your life. And the conservative understands that that's also in play and that OK, whether it's going to lead to abuse in power, um, then we're going to have limited government and we're going to start with the people at the lowest level and we're going to trust the communities and people at the lowest level then to make the decisions and almost be the arbitrator of their governance. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that is a, an inf- informa- or an informing factor of the faith and conservatism that I think is like one of the strongest. Uh, yeah. in, in my personal view and then in a lot of people in D.C. I know.
0: Yeah, and I, I would say in contrast to that, too, it's important to understand why the left has their stances or more progressive people have those stances. And as a lot of conservatives talk about and a lot of commentators today, and I know Dr. Paul Kengor has done a lot of work on this with mm. Marxism, it's breaking down the fact that people on the left are not really understanding human nature and they're trying to kind of defy that because human nature is what it is and people are broken Whether you're kind of identifying that through a Christian lens or not, there's no question about uh, human nature. But Marxism and Marxist policies aim to kind of ignore that and defy human nature, which is why they don't work. So understanding human nature um, is a really important part of, you know, coming up with policies that work and understanding uh, the right ways that we should go about things.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. It, It gets hard. And I know Libby and I, and then hopefully we get to talk about this, is that, okay, now we think that 100%, but then, man, you have so many people our age or above, especially in D.C., that that is not the understanding of human nature. And I mean, even if it's simple as human nature is is inherently good or evil, um, aside from being sin and broken, how do we have then those next conversations? Um, So, but aside from from that kind of like deep philosophical uh, issues and, and conversations, it's that conservatism in our perspective definitely is the best ideology that that captures what human or mankind is and how we work inherently. Um, so going forward, is there is there hope, Grace? Is, is there uh, young people that are conservative that have this similar understanding of, of human nature and what conservatives are and then also in your experience in DC? How are they? How are they working?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there definitely is hope. And that's something that we should all hold on to, especially when you're scroll- scrolling through the news, it looks very discouraging. And obviously, we know on a lot of college campuses, they're predominantly dominated by leftist students. And it's it's pretty rare to be a conservative on a typical university campus. So while there's hope, there it's also naive to think that there aren't a lot of young people that support ideas on the left. And I think. And a really amazing opportunity we have as conservatives is to try to understand why that is and to try to reach our peers with the truth. Because I think that a lot of our peers that support Marxism blatantly or support more leftist ideology don't truly understand what those policies would mean because Marxist policies... Have failed every time they've been tried throughout history across the world. Communism killed over a hundred million people. So then we ask, well, why do so many young college kids and millennials think that Marxism or socialism is a good idea? And and we actually see this. We see blatant socialists that identify as socialists or democratic socialists running for positions and Mm -hmm. they're getting a lot of support. So it's a real thing in American political discussion today and it's very prevalent. So I think thinking about, well, why do so many young people think something that has such a record of failure is a good idea? And I think part of the reason is that they don't understand what these policies would really mean, what these ideologies are, Mm -hmm. their history of failure. And a lot of that's not their fault. The education system has suppressed that largely and tried to not teach kids the truth about socialism and about communism. So I think understanding that and figuring out, well, how can we as conservatives reach our peers with the truth about these issues and about Uh, those ideologies is going to be really important. And how can we explain to them why we really do just want the best for our country and the best for people as conservatives?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think speaking to our generation is that we've seen people get shut out of conversations uh, because of any type of viewpoint that they hold. And so here on Liberty Mail and and definitely within the conservative movement, what we've been doing well, I think, is that we're not kind of shutting out or or, uh, deeming one ideology as completely hateful. Evil or, or inherently good, this is going to lead to uh, horrible things, but it's okay. Invite that, those people who hold those beliefs to the table to where we have these conversations and eventually just sharpens each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a
1: classical liberal understanding of what college is supposed to be.
0: It is, and it's so true, and it's kind of sad to see the way that discussions now can't really be had because people just hear one trigger word of, oh, you're – or will say you're racist or this or that and kind of will just call the other side evil without even trying to hear them out. That's a huge problem where now people aren't having conversations or discussions about important things in the way that they used to where we all on all sides need to do a better job of saying, okay – this person that I disagree with probably isn't evil or trying to ruin mm. the world. Like it, I think having that mentality and understanding that most people for the most part want the best and t- having civil conversations about why certain policies are better than others and certain ideas are better than others is the way to really change people's minds and reach them.
1: Mm. And going throughout the rest of the semester in the year, we're going to have a kind of a a fine line of, okay, what is in the news? What is happening currently in in, uh, culture or politics? And then how do we apply that to, okay, these are conservative values. These are Christian values. This is why we believe it. This is going to be a discussion on episode three that, okay, you can understand why as conservatives, we understand uh, voting systems or, or any kind of which now. But it's going to lead on from there, and hopefully it can be a discussion where the viewer and listener can understand our point of view, understand where people are coming from, and as you said, it's not going to be this uh, black and white right from the other side of, okay, no, you believe that because you're racist, X, Y, and Z. No, it's usually a multitude of factors, and yeah, our faith informs a ton of what we do here at Grove City.
0: Absolutely, and we'll also be breaking down these issues and talking about other perspectives and why maybe people that, disagree with us, think what they think, and trying to break down really the root of these issues. Mm. And we'll be talking about a lot of things. There's a lot going on in the news between, um, between you know, things going on with abortion or things going on with transgenderism or other things like that. There's plenty of different things that are going on in our country right now that are really important to break down and examine.
1: Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. So, like Grace said, big topics, and honesty is going to be the best uh, way of our avenue here of having these open conversations and so uh we we thank you for tuning in to the first episode of liberty mail it's it's very exciting to have you here grace and we are very excited just moving forward uh changing it up a little bit bringing you some wins of the week maybe every once in a while but then mostly just having really honest conversations about uh what we believe in and why we believe it so if you're new here please click the like or subscribe there's a bell on youtube uh spotify please give it a follow too subscribe And thank you for tuning in to Liberty Mail. We'll be back next week. For more information on the Institute for Faith and Freedom, visit faithandfreedom.com.